Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we are coming to you from the Exo Marriage Center in South Lake, Texas, the marriage capital of, of the, world. the world. And if you want to witness us live and some of the other content creators live and podcasters live, you can come and have a coffee at Exo Press, which I'm staring at right now. Amazing coffee. I had it this morning. Best in town. It's the best in town. And so we'd love for you to do that. Go to exomarriage.com for more information. I want to share a quick review today because we just so appreciate your reviews. It keeps us going. It also lets us know what's going well and what we could improve on. And so we got a review, a five-star review from Nettie102216. It says this, so challenged and encouraged by the summer, uh, the summer of scripture series. The reminders of the wisdom found in God's precious word is great. Your podcast is so helpful in our marriage and giving us great biblical advice and help. Please keep up the great content. And what Nettie's referring to there is, in case you didn't listen this summer, is our Summer of Scripture series where for 66 days straight, we took one verse from every book of the Bible and talked about it for about under 10 minutes, just about how we can relay that to our our life and our marriage. And we've been getting so much great feedback. We really believe it might be our best series yet because it's drawing people to the Word. Yeah, yeah. And that's there's nothing more important than that. Right. And so we recorded them in a way where really the, the, the content's timeless, just like the Bible's timeless. Right. So go back and listen right you know, now. You could listen to it 10 years from now. And I think it could be a great way for you personally and you and your spouse together to grow in your, your understanding of God's Word and His plan for your marriage. And again, like Ashley said, these episodes are quick. Mm-hmm. They're straight to the point, but it will give your heart a, an infusion of God's Word. And if you listen to all of them, you're going to have a really comprehensive look at, at God's plan throughout the whole Bible for your life and your marriage. It's like an audio devotional. I yeah, mean, exactly. it could be your, your quiet time, like listen to it, then have your quiet time, pray together, do it separately, come together and talk about it. So yeah, I'm excited about today's episode though. I am super excited, guys. Again, our new book, Married Into the Family, The Not-So-Secret Guide to In-Law Relationships is out. You can get it now, audiobook, ebook, regular book. You can find it at exomarriage.com, at Amazon or wherever you get your books. And we are so excited about this resource because we all need help Mm -hmm. in navigating how to have healthy, a healthy marriage within the context of having healthy family relationships and in-law relationships. Uh, One of the the most popular aspects of the book is a chapter where we we list out the 10 unhealthy types of in-laws. And and through our research, we found 10 specific kind of personality types Mm -hmm. that can be unhealthy and what to do with each one. And so on this episode, we're going to give you five of those 10, and I think it's going to lead to some great conversations in your marriage. So let's dive in. 
I'm excited about today's episode. And thank you guys for those of you who have already read or listened to the audiobook of Married Into the Family. We, we love that it's already made an impact for you. And one of the things that stood out to people in this book that we've gotten some, some great feedback around is in one section of the book, we have a chapter called The 10 Types of Unhealthy In-Laws. Mm-hmm. And folks have found that so helpful to just kind of be able to identify some specific unhealthy behaviors and have a a game plan for how to navigate that. And also to take a self inventory and say, am I doing any of these? Now we're going to give you five of those 10 on this episode. If you want the full list, you're going to have to, to get the book. And I hope that the book's really meaningful to you. We're just trying to scratch the surface of some of these themes in these podcast episodes, but we're going to give you, we're going to give you five and hopefully it'll start some healthy conversations in your marriage. That's right. And these five that we're going to share are in no particular order. And I just want to say too, that sometimes your in-law can, or maybe it's you who, who has these things, you can have more than one, like sure. a person can oh, yeah. demonstrate more than one of these uh, attributes, but these are toxic traits. Okay. There's plenty of wonderful traits Absolutely. that an in-law can possess. And we'll talk about that. And we do talk about that in the book, but uh, we want to talk about the toxic traits because I think sometimes, you know, when we know, we know something's off, it's nice to have language for it. Like it, it's empowering to have language we can put to it and say, Oh, you know, that's what my mother-in-law is doing. That is bothering me. That's why it's bothering me because she's being whatever, you know, that I'm learning right. on the naked marriage podcast. And here's the so, core of that behavior. Here's the and, core and, and here's how, how I can address it. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you want to start with? Which one do you want to start with sweetie? Let's start with the scorekeepers. Oh, so scorekeepers one. are those in-laws and, and we can be, any of us can be guilty of this sure, as well, sure. where we're always keeping this mental tally, the scorecard in our head where they're doing something wrong. We, we make a note of it and it's this game that we're always winning. Usually right. they're always losing. And if you have an in-law that's doing this to you or a relative, even that's doing this to you or to your spouse, it's this twisted game where there are no winners because right. they're always keeping score. And they're always giving you these demerits for things that mm-hmm. you don't even know you're doing wrong. Right. Or, or these fake tests. They're, they're setting you up to fail. They're giving you these silent, unspoken tests. Like, well, are they going to do this? And mm-hmm. even though they haven't asked you to do it. And it's just a really twisted way of thinking. It is twisted. And you guys, they are involving you in a game that they made up that only they know the rules to and that only they can win. So literally you don't even know this is happening. You just know that you're losing Yeah, and and you get like the eye rolls or the resentment or whatever it is. A lot of people who are scorekeepers are very passive aggressive. Yeah. Like this is where passive aggressiveness, like just rules the roost and, and it's so toxic and, and you're kind of, tiptoeing around the issue all the time. And, you know, generally they don't necessarily address it. I mean, you can have people that aren't necessarily passive aggressive, but are just full on aggressive, but it's just, it's really toxic and it's really hurtful. And it's very, it's, it's one of those things where you feel like, am I going crazy? Like, (laughs) and we're going to talk more about, I mean, there's, there's many of these where you feel like, am I going, is this, is it just me or is this like a weird (laughs) game of chess that I don't know is happening, you know? And so, and we've been part of that. I think a lot of times, um, you know, this can happen with holidays. I know we talk about holidays. I feel like there's always in, in-law dynamics going on, but holidays are just where we really see yeah. kind of the state of things. Don't well, you think? If you're in this state, you know, because you're already here at September, but you're already dreading, you're dreading Thanksgiving, yes. you're dreading Christmas because you know, these, 
you're going to be put in these situations where where you can't win and where right. you feel like you're set up to lose and you're going to make all this effort and it won't be enough. Right. And instead of being able to celebrate these holidays, you just you dread them. And that's so sad. But it doesn't have to be that way. It and in the, in the book, you know, we give a lot of tools. We've been there, though. We can relate to that. Exactly. I mean, for years, we kind of dreaded holidays because it just felt like we would make all this effort in it. And we felt like we were still disappointing everybody. Well, well let's just talk about it. Like, and we've talked openly about it with our parents before. I mean, we've been married 22 years. So like there, there's been a lot, there's a lot of stories, but um, I, just to give an example of what this can look like with scorekeeping. I know that, you know, we have lived away from our, our families who are all in Kentucky. We live in Georgia and we've also lived in Texas and we've also lived in Florida. So we've lived far away from our families for most of our marriage. And as you guys know, we have four kids, four boys, and um, and so we all all the families really do make effort to see each other, whether it's us going there or them coming to yeah, see us. Yeah. But um, I remember kind of when we first had like our first two boys, there was kind of this unspoken assumption where we were just going to always come to Kentucky on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. And as you guys know, Dave is a pastor. And when you're a pastor, I mean, you've got all these Christmas services going on. It's it's very beautiful, but it's very exhausting, very taxing. And at the time too, our church um, always did this amazing production. And um, I love acting and singing and dancing. And so I was in the production. And so here Dave is doing all these services. I'm in the production. You know, we had our, you know, our kids involved in different things too. And so leading up to Christmas, it was awesome and exciting, but also exhausting. And then we were expected kind of really, really from both families at the time to drive all the way to Kentucky, to do all the things to, to be like a, you know, what do you call it? A pinball going back and forth to all the family members. And I remember, and then at that point when we had two young children, it was like, I won't say which side, but one side really wanted us to have Christmas morning with them and not in our own home. And after about a couple, maybe a couple to three or four years, it just, we got to a point where we were like, this is, we're not even enjoying Christmas. Like, like yeah, it's we're stressful not instead Christmas. of enjoyable. And we had to say, listen, like, here's what we can do. We can, we're going to come the whole week of Thanksgiving. Cause yep, the, cause we get that off with our school system. Christmas, we're going to, our kids are going to wake up and do Christmas at their own house. Right. If you guys want to come down here you're on Christmas, welcome. you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had to establish that. And you, again, when you get married, you're, you're not just joining into a family. You are, you're joining into your spouse's family, but more than that, by God's design, like we talked about last week. And as we talk about in the book, you and your spouse are creating a new family. Right. And that new family, even when it's just the two of you, even before you have kids, that new family of just you and your spouse is a covenant that is meant by God to be your first loyalty exactly. above anybody else. And so you shouldn't have to apologize by putting each other first. That's God's design. Right. And if your parents don't understand that, then you, you might have to just lovingly put some boundaries in place. To, which we did. Which Yeah, which we did. And even if they don't understand it, you, you might just have to be the one to say, well, this is what we can do. And we're just... We're going to have to work with this together. And we did that. And, you know, at first, I know we're, we're talking about the scorekeeping kind of toxic trait. There was a little scorekeeping going on. And even I think it caused us to almost start scorekeeping to prove a point, which isn't good either. Because yeah, yeah. then we're like, no, no, no. We went here twice and then we went here twice. Yeah. And you guys, and, and the truth of the matter, too, with the scorekeeping is that if that's what you're doing, you're already losing. You're already losing because the whole point is about being with your family and loving them well and enjoying these holidays and these moments together and not tallying in your mind 
how much time you've spent just to check a box. And we found ourselves there. And so I think when you can establish again those boundaries, which are so important in establishing healthy relationships, especially with your family and in-laws, you know, it, it's, it becomes, you, you really keep the main things, the main things. And now that we've done it that way, and sometimes it's changed in different seasons, we've, we enjoy holidays so much more. Yeah, we actually love yes. holidays and we love our families. We always we loved our families, even when things were kind of tense. Yeah. But I really look forward now to Thanksgiving. I look forward to Christmas. It's yeah. So if you're not enjoying holidays, you got to You and your spouse need to do the work of, of saying, well, what would it look like for us to really enjoy it? Right. And then and then building from there. So we spent a lot of time on scorekeepers. Uh, again, there are 10 of these in the book. We're just doing five today. Yes. A second type of unhealthy behavior uh, that in-laws. And again, any of these we can exhibit ourselves. We have to be careful of this. It's uh, similar to scorekeeping, but different. And it's it's what I call the elitists. Oh, yeah. And the elitists are those who believe that they themselves or their own family culture is by far superior to everyone else's family right. culture. So when you marry into the family of an elitist, in every way that your family is different from theirs, you're going to feel judged and looked down on and not, right. not good enough. Like, oh, well, everybody in our family, you know, we have, we were educated at this place or have mm -hmm. this level of education. And if you don't, then you're never going to measure up. Or everybody in our family um, is really good at working with their hands. You mm -hmm. know, it might be a, like a blue collar elitism. Like we're really good right. at this. And uh, if, if you're not, if you don't have that same skill set, then what you do isn't as valuable or everybody, mm -hmm. you know, we're, or you have to have this amount of money or you have to, it, it, it's just this, again, it's, it's scorekeeping to the next level because you feel like your way of doing things is the right way. Mm -hmm. And people marrying into your family can never measure up to that just right. because they come from a different family. And it's, it's terrible because that's just pride. And the Bible has so much to say against pride but it also, it creates a culture where no one can really ever feel loved and accepted right. into your family, which is heartbreaking. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about 
world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. It is heartbreaking. And kind of where we see this elitism kind of... uh, at play is kind of a little bit of what we talked about last week where maybe it's, you know, your family sets them up to kind of fail. Like they might, if they're not, you know, maybe they're not highly educated. They'll like have these dinners with other family members where they'll have this really intense, intelligent conversation and ask you questions where they know that you just don't have a background in that. And they'll try to make you look stupid. I mean, like we've, we've heard stories of this and it's just so heartbreaking. I mean, how cruel is that? Right. Because I'm sure that that person's great at other things, but maybe they don't know about engineering or whatever they're talking about, or Maybe they don't know about astronomy and they haven't looked at the constellations lately or whatever. Like, you you know, but but we see this where these families are like, oh, see, I don't know how you ended up with that person. They don't even know about this. Yeah, oh, they're an idiot. they don't know this they're, or that. And it's just some like random, trivial knowledge. That it's they're, like, this is what you love. They love other things. Like, we don't need to make them look like a fool, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I, I just think be very mindful of that. And if you see your family doing that, it is up to you to say, stop doing that. Yeah. Because you have to stand up for your spouse. I mean, and it's not to say that your spouse can't learn more about the constellations, if that's what your family's into. <laughs> right. But I'm saying they also have something they could teach your family. And it takes you going to your family and saying, listen, you may or may not realize you're doing this, but you really are trying. It, it feels to me like you're setting up my spouse to look like he's lesser than us. And that really deeply hurts me because this is the person who I love and who I've pledged to live my life with. And I really need you to, to stop doing things that undermine him and undermine our relationship. It's really Absolutely. important to say those things. to them. Yeah. And, and fight the temptation of doing like kind of that reverse elitism where you're yes. like, well, you know, well, my family's better because they don't do this. And like, they're, exactly. if they're, you need to be more like them. We can all learn from each other. Yes. And so celebrate celebrate the unique God-given giftedness and personality and attributes of every person in your own family and those marrying into your family and, and celebrate the unique culture and strengths of the families that are connecting with yours through marriage. Right. We can all learn from each other. So, yes. uh, that, that was number two, number three. And again, these are in no particular order. Um, gosh, there are so many, it's hard to just narrow them down. I hope you get the book and go through all 10 of these. I know because... what I want to talk okay, about. Can you I talk bring about up it, yeah. one? Okay. This is one that I believe comes out mostly, not always, but mostly when grandkids come. And that is what we refer to as the smotherers. Okay. And this is, this is those in-laws. It could be your parents or in-laws and not, again, it's not just parental. This could be even your brother, sister, brother, sister-in-law. But when these grandkids come along, they just want to be at your house, be with those kids, be with you like way too much. Which is sweet. Which is very sweet, but it becomes too much to where you feel like it's infringing on your time as a married couple, on your autonomy as a couple. And um, again, on the surface, it seems really kind. And maybe in certain seasons, you do need more of that time, right? But But then it becomes maybe even more about just you know, control, more time. Um, Sometimes we find this dynamic when uh, maybe kids came along 
you know, at the same time that your parents became empty nesters and all of a sudden, you know, your mother or mother-in-law doesn't know what to do with themselves. Right. And, and they so want to feel needed. They want to feel and needed. And so they're, they're dealing with this, this issue that like the crisis of identity they're having exactly. and they're trying to fill it, you know, through, through grandchildren in a way that's maybe unhealthy because right. they're and crossing boundaries, right. you right. know, and um, maybe even assuming more of a role as a mother or father instead of a grandmother or grandfather. And so again, it takes us really as a couple talking about this and then lovingly saying like, listen, we love how much you love us and how much time you want to spend with us. But um, can we, maybe we can create a schedule, you know, can it be on this day or what, whatever it's going to look like and, um, and say, because we're really trying to establish ourselves as our own little family and learning how to be parents and, um, and learning how to do whatever it is. And so we, we need our time together. And again, they may not understand it. They may be really hurt at first because anytime there's change or anytime, anytime like somebody calls out a blind spot in us, our pride really wants to flare oh, sure. up. Yeah. And yeah. so there's going to be that knee jerk reaction of what do you mean? Like, I'm just trying to help or I'm just, you know, I can't believe you would even think, you know, that this isn't good. But I think that when really you know, if we can have a moment, whether it's us or, or our in-laws, like just to step back and say, okay, I, you know, they love me and they're, they're calling this out because they want to have a healthy relationship. It, it can really, it can lead to more healthy conversation and also just a better schedule so that you guys can have time together. Cause I think that it's really important that you, you establish those boundaries with your time. Yeah. So important. And the opposite of the smotherers is another one on the list. And that's what we call the ghosts. Mm, it's heartbreaking. And you know, if the smotherer is there all the time, a ghost is never there. Right. And right. when you want them to be, you, you want a relationship and this is heartbreaking. I mean, this is one of the saddest ones on the list when you desperately want them in your life, you want their influence, you want their mentorship, their friendship, you want their, um, just their, their presence with your family, with your children. And for whatever reason, they are just absent. I think this can happen in a lot of different scenarios. I think yes. uh, I've seen this happen where maybe your parent or your spouse's parent, maybe um, there's a divorce or a death and that that parent remarries mm -hmm. and kind of gets pulled into that new spouse's world and family in a way where you feel abandoned. Oh yeah, You feel like they've just moved on and they, they don't have time for you or space for you or your children. And that's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And so for, if that happens to you, if you're a, a, a parent and you know, you've, you've remarried, just make sure you don't turn into a ghost Yeah. because your family, your kids, your grandkids, they need you, they want you. Mm -hmm. And so be present as much as you can. Definitely. Another dynamic that is similar to this ghost dynamic is when you have a blended family. Okay. You have two people who've maybe been divorced before and have children, they make a new family. They're a blended family. And then there's the grandparents that come along, right, from multiple families. And you see where the grandparent treats one set of kids that maybe is their biological oh, grandkids yeah, yeah. with all the love, all the nurturing, all the gifts. But they, they treat that um, step-grandchild like they don't even exist. They're a ghost in their life, even though they're physically there for the other kids. That is heartbreaking. I mean, how many times have we talked to people where it's just so heartbreaking? And so like if your kids, you know, get remarried, okay, make sure you're not a ghost to these new grandkids. God's brought these new kids in, into your life too. And yes, they have other grandparents, but it's so hurtful to see this this different treatment going on. And if you want more about this, our friends at Blended Kingdom Family and their podcasts, their resources, they go into great detail oh, on this. Great. But in talking with them even, that can be such a hurtful dynamic because yeah. you're yeah. literally a ghost they see. 
you're a go- I mean, that poor child. And they just look through you, they and, look and through, a child right. feels that they know they that. They see you looking through them. Yeah, when, you're. They feel like a ghost to you, and that's and that's it's heartbreaking. Hard, yeah. No yeah. child should ever have to go through Never. that. So, just make sure you're not doing that, please. And and again, like Ashley said, um, our friend Scott and Vanessa Martindale, Blended Kingdom Families, amazing leaders in this area, um, living as, as a as blended, blended family, family and. Yeah. Um, they have so many great resources, so definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, only have time for one more. Again, there's 10 in the book. We're just doing five in this episode. So get the book, Married Into the Family, for just so many important resources. I mean, I just am thrilled with how this book came together. It was a, it was a team effort. You know, Ashley and I's names are on the cover, effort. but the whole team here at Exo Publishing really knocked it out of the park, helping they put did. this together. They really did. Um, so one final one, and I think this one maybe the most difficult to navigate and it's, it's, uh, the chemically imbalanced. And this, yes. this refers to an in-law that, um, either like just as described has, has a, a real chemical imbalance, maybe an undiagnosed, uh, mental illness where they're not being medicated for it, where they're just not in, they're not really in their right mind. Right. I, this could also, I, I would say it includes those who are dealing with an addiction, mm-hmm. a chemical addiction of some kind that is, um, you know, not being treated, not being dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have this person that you're trying to love and honor and have a healthy relationship. And yet they themselves are not in a healthy place. Mm-hmm. And it can be so delicate to try to help navigate that, to help them see that, you know, we want to help you get healthy. Right. Because they might, if you're not in a healthy place, you don't want to hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this can be so tough. You know, I mean, we've, we, we all have blind spots. We all have those right. areas where, you know, we don't want to hear like I'm, I need to get on medication or I need to, you know, I need to go to rehab. You know? Right. Or, I, I hear stories of um, where families will go to visit. You know, they'll, they'll go be they'll be taking their kids to go visit a grandparent and they check the trash cans before they go in because they know that grandparent has an addiction to alcohol. Right. And or or maybe they're looking for needles. You know what I'm saying? And that's so heartbreaking. But sometimes it takes those kind of steps because you don't want to expose your kids to what you're going to see on the other side of that if they've been using. And so it takes, you know, and a lot of times, too, when you address the user, um, they lash out at you. And even if they don't have an addiction, you address someone who's maybe having mental health issues, again, they may lash out because they're not even in their right mind. And so this takes you and your spouse really coming together and maybe even, especially if they are addicted or even maybe have an undiagnosed mental health issue, it takes you and your spouse coming together and maybe even the other siblings, if you have other siblings and doing a sort of intervention, you know, like, and maybe talking to a counselor to help guide you through this, but just out of love saying like, we want to have a relationship with you. We want our children to have a relationship with you. But right now we don't feel like you're completely a safe person because you're dealing with these things and, and it breaks our heart. And it's, it's something that we know you can, you can, you know, with, with God's help and with medication, with intervention, with rehab, whatever it is, um, with counseling, we feel like you can get better at this and we are here to help you get better at this. But right now we have this boundary of not being able to be, not being able to be around you when you're lashing out, when you're, full yeah. on rage, you know, um, cause this isn't you. Cause it and, isn't and you. We want you to... And we love you. We love you, but this isn't you. And I, I know that you don't want to be this way. Like you don't want to react this way. It's so true. Yeah. We've got uh, great resources at exomarriage.com and also just past podcast episodes where we've addressed mm-hmm. mental health issues. We've addressed, uh, addiction issues right. and, and provide some specific resources in those. If you or someone in your family is struggling in those areas to help them get the help they need and the health 
that they need. Well, guys, that's our time for this episode. Again, uh, share these episodes. There are so many people struggling in silence yes. with these these issues in their families, and they feel alone. And help them see that they're not alone. That God's with them in this, and that there are people who care, and there are resources that can help. And again, that the new book, Married into the Family. Um, I think could be a great resource as well to share. And we hope that you enjoy it. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.